This is Wellness Wednesday from The Current. I'm Jill Riley. COVID numbers, vaccines, masks, very top of mind right now. I thought it would be a good time to bring back Chris Erisman, as she is the Minnesota Department of Health Director of Infectious Disease Epidemiology. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. Well, it feels like things are changing week to week at this point. In fact, it feels like things are changing day to day at this point as far as the pandemic. So I thought we could just start with, you know, how are vaccine numbers and COVID cases going here in Minnesota? Good news on both fronts. When we look at the number of COVID cases that we're seeing, and we had been very concerned um, in March and April because we saw our case numbers go up. And we were concerned that we might see um, a similar um, sudden increase like we saw in November. But what we're seeing is that our um, rate of new cases has continued to decrease. So our case numbers are are really dropping off. We dropped off by 29% over the last week. Wow. We've also seen that our test positivity rate, so In other words, the proportion of people who get tested, what percent of them are testing positive? And that has also decreased to 4.2%. So that means we're below that 5%, um, you know, level of concern. And along with that, we've seen some good, steady declines in hospitalization and ICU admission. So when it comes to, you know, what's happening with COVID disease, we're seeing some positive things. And I think that we can say that that is directly related to the positive things that we're seeing related to vaccination. Uh, At this point, we've had 63.6% of Minnesotans who are 16 and older who've gotten at least one dose of vaccine. And 57% of people 16 and older have completed the series. Now, we definitely have a ways to go. We haven't reached vaccine nirvana. Um, The governor, one of the, the points that he's made is, The first goal we want to hit is 70% coverage, and so we're working there. So we're seeing some positive information or increases related to vaccination, and that's very much linked to the, the reductions in disease. But I will say this, that our incremental increases in vaccination coverage have slowed down. And Mm -hmm. so while it's expected, it's a little concerning. And we want to make sure that people are still taking advantage of the vaccine. Well, um, I just saw the news, you know, this week that, you know, Moderna has released some preliminary findings, you know, based on testing 3,712 to 17 year olds in the U.S. And so, you know, that looks like they're going to be Submitting that data to the Food and Drug Administration. So that sounds like more good news. Yes. I mean, the fact that we can now vaccinate 12 to 15 year olds with Pfizer Mm -hmm. is great. And there's been a wonderful uptake. 20 percent of that population has already sought their first dose of vaccine. And it's only been a little over a week. So that's been really great. And the more products that we have, like Moderna, that are available, that can be given across the age spectrum, that's really wonderful. You know, we talk a lot about variants. They have the potential to kind of change the course of, you know, how the pandemic goes. But we've seen some really positive news there as well, that vaccines have been shown to be effective against some of the newly identified variants. So there's there's a lot of good news um, related to the, the effective work of vaccines. Our, our deaths in long-term care, in fact, our cases in long-term care residents have dropped off. 
we've been part of in Minnesota some studies of healthcare workers and seen just how effective the vaccines are at, you know, reducing symptomatic illness. So lots of really positive news related to vaccines. I'm talking with Chris Arisman from the Minnesota Department of Health here for Wellness Wednesday, where we're talking about vaccine numbers and COVID cases. The CDC gave some new guidance about masking, which um, then in turn, uh, the governor lifted the mask mandate across the state. Now, some individual cities still have a mask mandate. But so the lifted mask mandate, has that changed things? I know maybe there was a little confusion about it. I mean, I even saw, you know, I was watching the press conference the day of that announcement. And, you know, a few people from the Department of Health, I remember Jan Malcolm seemed almost a little bit surprised by that news. Yeah, well, definitely I have to acknowledge that we had no forewarning at all that that was happening. We heard about it about the same time that you were hearing about it. So yes, it did catch us by surprise. And I think the thing that was challenging about that announcement was just the fact that operationalizing such a thing is really tough. So it's, it's fine to acknowledge that the vaccines are very effective. And because of that effectiveness, people who are vaccinated may not need to mask. That's great. But in a community where you know, you're still not at high, high levels of vaccine coverage, all of a sudden it gets really difficult if you keep with your mask mandate and someone says, oh, I'm vaccinated, I don't need to wear a mask. How do you really validate or enforce that? It it really, it put us in a really challenging place operationally. Mm -hmm. But yes, I think that we feel that at the place that we're at, there is still value in masking. And I certainly say there, it is never wrong to mask. We do recognize that there are many people who will continue to mask because, for instance, they may have an immunocompromising condition that may put them you know, in a place where they're not sure about their vaccine protection. And so we need to recognize that you know, people may choose to mask, and we absolutely support that. Do you think that, um, you know, a piece of that, of lifting the mask mandate, do you think that that has contributed to the slowdown of people being vaccinated? Certainly we had thought that that would help as an incentive for us collectively as a state. The place that we're at now with vaccination is a place that we kind of expected to be. So we've we've gotten all the eager beavers vaccinated. Those are the people that were willing to drive, you know, three hours across the state to get vaccinated. And now we're kind of in, in this phase where we've got people who would be willing to get vaccinated But, man, they can't get time off of work or, you know, their schedule doesn't allow it or it's got to be really convenient for them. And so we've tried to change our response and say, you know, instead of having these big centralized mass vaccination sites, let's start focusing on smaller, more targeted vaccination efforts. Let's make sure providers are giving an offering vaccine when you come into your doctor's office, all of those things. But that necessarily means that we aren't vaccinating, you know, thousands and thousands of people a day. It's both the time to find people and to kind of get them vaccinated. So it has slowed down our progress. And so, yeah, we're, we're in, a, in a different place where each tenth of a percent that we go up is, is a victory. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I was one of those eager beavers. <laughs> But I, unfortunately for me, I was able to get an appointment locally. You know, Chris, before we wrap up, at this point, should people still get the vaccine? 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we, we want to encourage people to continue to take advantage of vaccination. We've got three effective vaccines. If you've got kids, the Pfizer vaccine can be given down through age uh, 12 now. We have the, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine that's a, a once-and-done shot. So, yes, definitely people should still get vaccinated. We are not in a place where we've reached any kind of um, population coverage nirvana. So Mm -hmm. it still is very important that people get vaccinated. Well, and I think there are some who... You know, I've kind of waited maybe for the convenience factor or waited to see like, oh, how is this vaccine going to affect other people? Or maybe just at that point of having pandemic fatigue where it's like, oh, well, numbers are going down. It probably seems fine. I mean, what would you say to those people who think things are like we're we're not in the clear, but for people who may think we are? Yeah, I mean, I think certainly our numbers are positive right now. And that's that's wonderful. But the virus is still circulating globally. And so, you know, it has the potential to come back at any time it wants. All it needs are susceptible individuals. And so our goal is to reduce that number of susceptible people as much as possible. And we do that by vaccinating. Mm -hmm. But after the peak in November, we have had some time where we've had some natural immunity in the population, too. But CDC estimates that that, you know, lasts about 90 days. And so you know, that is going to wane as well. So people who think, you know, I've had COVID, I I should be just fine. No, they they need to be vaccinated as well. So just kind of putting in perspective that until we have really, really high vaccination levels, the virus is continuing to circulate globally. It's continuing to mutate. And so we do need to continue to be careful and get vaccinated. I think that's really the best tool that we have to to try and crush this virus. All right. Well, thanks for that information. Wellness Wednesday, Chris Arisman, she is the Minnesota Department of Health Director of Infectious Disease Epidemiology. Joining me again here for another edition of Wellness Wednesday. Thanks, Chris, and thanks for the update and all the information. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for listening to Wellness Wednesday from The Current. I'm Jill Riley. Our producer is Anna Weggle, and our digital producer is Jay Gabler. Our theme music is a portion of the song FB1 Number 2 by Christian Bjorklund under the non-commercial Sharealike 3.0 international license. Head to thecurrent.org for more wellness content and great music.